Chapter 1, Atlanta, Georgia, 1930 Hobos called them side-door Pullmans, empty boxcars, with one door standing open like an unblinking eye. God's eye, maybe, daring the brave or the desperate to trespass, knowing their journeys could end as easily in jail or in a hospital as in Chillicothe, Ohio, or Casper, Wyoming. Eddie took the dare and ran to the back platform, planting his foot in a metal stirrup and hoisting his six-foot frame up onto the ladder. But before he could step up to the second rung, he felt something grab hold of his shirt collar from behind and pull him with a violent jerk away from the car. Eddie lost his grip and tumbled backward, landing on the ground with a jolt. As he lay there in the dust, stunned and winded, a boot came crashing down on his chest, knocking the remaining breath out of him. He opened his eyes to find a nasty-looking railroad bull glaring down at him. You ain't going nowhere, bud, the bull declared. The train whistled twice, a highball, signaling imminent departure. Eddie held up his hands in surrender. Okay, he told the railroad cop. You got me. Serves me right for being sloppy. But I can pay my way, all right? How much is a ticket to New York? Fifteen bucks? I can pay. The bull's eyes gleamed with interest. Show me. The boxcar lurched forward as the train began chugging out of the station. Eddie had no doubts that this thug was going to steal all his money as a main course, then give him the beating of his life for dessert. Eddie said, Wallet's in my rucksack. I dropped it over there. The bull, still keeping his foot on Eddie's chest, reached down and picked up Eddie's rucksack. He began to rummage through it for the wallet. Eddie grabbed the man's foot and yanked it out from under him. He toppled like a felled tree. Eddie scrambled to his feet, snapped up his rucksack. Son of a bitch, the bull yelled, but as he started to stand, Eddie jerked up his knee and connected with the bull's chin. This hurt Eddie almost as much as it did the cop. He hoped the satisfying crack he heard was the bull's jawbone breaking, not his own kneecap. The bull quickly crumpled. Eddie made a run for a passing boxcar. His heart hammered as he ran to keep pace, threw his rucksack inside, then grabbed the door latch and pulled himself up and in. It wasn't until he was safely aboard that he looked back, relieved to see the bull still beside the tracks, out cold. Soon, the car was rattling out of Inman Yards, one link in a long chain of rolling freight headed north. Eddie hadn't lied. He had cash in his pocket for once, and could have been eating roast chicken in a posh dining car instead of the bread and bologna in his rucksack. But 
It was early April, and the weather was mild, and after three years of riding the rails, he had grown used to the percussion of the wheels reverberating deep inside him, and even the coarse perfume of pine tar and creosote inside a boxcar. But mostly, he liked sitting near the open door, feeling the wind on his face, watching the countryside roll past, without walls or windows between. At night, out here in the great empty spaces between towns, the only illumination came from the moon and stars, the trains, running lights, and the occasional farmhouses along the way, whether lit with the warm flicker of kerosene lamps or by steadier, cooler electric bulbs, their windows...